This is the American Digital Banking Podcast. We're joined by Paul Harvey, CEO and founder of Adiona. Adiona is a revolutionary new motor insurance brand that's fair, transparent, and customer-centric. A proud British startup, Adiona aims to take the global lead by delivering simplicity, savings, and great customer experience through AI and real-time data. They're taking traditional liability models and adding mobile data on top of driving data to deliver a truly personal policy to every driver. Hi, Paul. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Deborah. It's great to be here. So for the audience, could you give us a quick rundown of who you are and how Adiona are helping customers? Sure thing, Deborah. So listen, I'm a a little bit of an odd fish. Um, I I am American, um, uh, born in New Jersey, but I I grew up uh, high school in Geneva, Switzerland, went to Georgetown, went to business school, and then basically uh, lived in Japan and then in in Europe uh, for all my life. So um, we... We, um, I had started off in investment banking, um, left to start up venture capital fund. Um, that, uh, that went okay, but it was a really tough environment. And then we, we started, uh, I started to think about uh, the transformation of the, the digital sector. Um, I saw this at Bank of America, where I'd worked a number of years. I had worked with some, some, um, British executives who were in the United States running uh, Bank of America's IT group. And they told me about scale and scope and, um, and how that was important in security. And then I, I kind of got lucky. My, my uncle was in the insurance sector. He advised me. He, told, he knew that this digital transformation was going to be big. He was fascinated with what I was doing. I, was, I had a job as a, um, in the telematics sector. And um, he, he was just absolutely convinced this was going to transfer, uh, transform the, 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 um, the insurance sector. Unfortunately, he passed away, um, but hopefully I'm taking some of that perspective with me. And we started this about two years ago at Iona. We, we started with the view that we could do things differently, completely digital from start to finish. And we needed it to, to be scalable and secure and give the customer just a really great experience. Um, today, we've got 15 people at the company, really some of the most amazing board members, two are senior executives, uh, were senior executives of Progressive. One is, um, she's probably the most successful UK insurance entrepreneur and, um, and a very senior executive in the, um, that comes more from the data side. So, so we're really thrilled to be where we are. We're just to, to measure everybody's expectations. We're we're a startup. We are in the process of submitting our regulatory applications, but things look good. And we've got two routes to market. And hopefully by certainly by the start of the summer, we'll be offering insurance policies in the United Kingdom. So um, that's where we are and uh, really excited to be here to tell you about it. Very exciting. Sounds like you already have some great people on your team. Very lucky. It's um, I think we're all committed to the same vision of, of, of doing something different for the consumer and doing it in a really scalable way. And so we're, we're, we're very lucky to have a very, very good team. Amazing. So first things first, I hear you have some news. Could you tell us a bit more about your new partnership with Duck Creek? Sure. Well, we were, um, we were very lucky. We got introduced to Duck Creek um, a year ago. They, uh, over a year ago, and they thought we were a little bit too small then. 
Um, but they were, they engaged with us and they said, look, you know, we really think you should go meet this partner in, um, at a group called World Programming, who is today, uh, was one of our anchor investors and, and um, really had uh, helped us, is really helping us with all the AI machine learning aspects of our offering. And, and we started to work with World Programming, Duck Creek got excited. Um, they, they allowed us to kind of build on their platform, which we did ahead of the, uh, the big InsureTech event in Las Vegas. Uh, we demonstrated that we could adjust our, our insurance models at scale and instantaneously and push out, you know, revised underwriting rules or, or adjusted pricing and do it all at scale. It was just an amazing demonstration that we did on Duck Creek. It was kind of like the first time you opened the iPhone, it just worked. Um, and we're really thrilled uh, over the quarter, we agreed a deal to work out together and, and we've now started uh, building on our platform. We, they call it uh, Made on Duck Creek and we're certainly made on Duck Creek uh, and trying to build this, uh, this digital insurance business. Very exciting. So how do you think digital transformation has changed the insurance market over the last two years? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, probably a lot of your listeners have, have always had a digital world, right? That everything has been on their smartphone, the, you know, from looking for jobs for, to ordering food to, you know, uh, Ubers, you know, however. But it wasn't like that for the, the rest of the population. COVID changed everything. And in particular, not only did COVID change things, but people's expectations, service levels changed. And so they, they expect to be informed where they are in the process. They expect to be always on. And, and the only way you can deliver those types of services um, is being completely digital. You can't do this, you know, the old ways of, you know, you have an accident, you go back home, you fill out a form, and then, you know, a month later it gets resolved. People want things resolved now, uh, ASAP. And, and that's really, uh, delivering that customer experience is just so important and, and is so important the way we've, we've designed everything on our side. Amazing. So at your experience, in your experience at Adiona and at your past companies, how have you seen the impact of the war for talent and the great resignation have kind of impacted the insurance and, and wider financial markets? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, there's, you know, there's clearly, we, we've gone digital. So clearly all the, you know, front end, back end on mobile, there's just a lot of opportunity there. Um, you know, data scientists, they're interesting. They're, they're really some of the most spectacular modelers in the world. It's really all about mathematics. And of course they wanna be, they wanna be well compensated, but they want high quality work too. And I think that's the exciting thing about this digital age that we're in is that, you know, traditional industries are getting impacted. A lot of this is, is, is how do you use data better? Um, we've got all sorts of jobs that are happening in the data economy, you know, everything from modelers to storytellers to, to you know, to, to people that have to coordinate data activities across different divisions. And, and that's no different with us. And so we, you know, we, we've, we've got a lot of those people. We don't have all of them, but we have a lot of them. And um, we need to make sure we've got good quality work, really clear vision. 
and and you know we also have a little bit of secret sauce about how we uh, we make sure we keep everybody together, but um, but but it's 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 important and particularly in a changing environment. So, if you don't mind me asking, what do you think your customer acquisition process is going to look like, and kind of onboarding and user experience is going to look like within this new world as a startup? Yeah, yeah, it's a very good question, Deborah. You know the the well, first of all, in the United Kingdom, this is for your U.S. audience, um, majority of new um, insurance motor automotive motor insurance policies get um, issued by the price comparison websites. Another another word for them is aggregators. And what they do is they they screen across the market trying to find the right deal, almost forming a type of brokerage role, and um, and that's where we. You know, we're going to get our customers initially, you know, 85% of all new customers come through the price comparison websites. You have to be price competitive and have a, you know, a, a high quality offering. So knowing how to price effectively, um, the, the price comparison websites are almost a little bit like a, a search engine. You have to make sure you're, you're positioned in the, in the top spots or people won't pay attention to you. So we, we, We've done our maths and our and our and our homework to make sure we get into those spots, but that's the start. So it's 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 basically starting with a with a fair price, and then making sure that you deliver the the, the customers' expectations on that, and and that's what we intend to do. Amazing. What role, if any, would you say resource augmentation providers play at your company? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's very important when you're starting a business that you really think through what your swimming lane is. And, and what I mean by that is what's going to make you different than everybody else. Now, some, some of our competitors, maybe not so much in the United Kingdom, but globally take a view that they want to rebuild everything. They want to kind of build the apple of insurance. So that means the, the, the best case study of that is, is you know, Apple. You know, so the, everything at Apple is made in-house. Everything is made for this closed environment. Well, that can work if you're Apple, but it's not, I'm not sure it's easy for every, every sector. And um, I'm not, I really don't think it works for insurance because there's a lot, it's a very complex ecosystem. And so once you decide what's your swimming lane, and in our case, we've decided that our swimming lane is being exceptional digital underwriters. And that means um, uh, that we know how to do pricing and selection. We know how to do um, uh, insured pool management. We know how to do crash and claim. We know how to do customer engagement. Everything else needs to be with best in class partners. In our case, the for the core systems, it's um, uh, is is uh, Duck Creek, and we think all along. Now we're a startup, so staff augmentation. You know, you've got to be. You know, we're we're talking about a few people at this stage, but we do think about this today because you know we we're thinking about how we we ramp up. And I was just on a discussion today with a big group that 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 feels that they can deliver on this. Um, 
And the the thing that's beautiful about today is everybody, you know, just like this podcast, we're doing it, you know, electronically. We don't have to be in the same location. Um, uh, and I think that's going to be the same thing with staff augmentation. You know, people that that want to live where they want to live, but want good quality work will be where they want to be. And, and there's going to be a real role of matching all that. And so we're, we're very open mind to it. And, uh, and, um, uh, but just also being realistic about what we need and when we need it. Amazing. Um, you know, one of the things about being a startup is that you get to create new systems and your own way of working from scratch, right? So what kind of systems and, and policies have you put in place so far to kind of um, foster a strong working culture when we are all digital? Yep. Really good question. Thank you for asking that. Um, For your listeners that don't know, insurance started, um, well, you could argue that insurance started in Italy and Venice in the 14th century, but but modern day insurance really started in London at um, uh, Lloyd's Cafe. And there were underwriters that had to um, underwrite ships that left London for the new world. And the main criteria that they used was who was the captain, what was the vessel, and what was the destination. And on an ins on a insured pool risk, they the, the collectively they they'd each kind of insure all the different boats that they came through and needed this type of insurance. But that concept of captain vessel destination is all that we're trying to do in the 21st century. Now the insurance sector has lost its way along the, on the, you know, over the years, uh, some are very visible. Um, but as it, as it relates to insurance, we introduced proxies for this, this captain vessel destination. One of it was credit or occupation. What, what, what was your, what is your occupation? What is your credit? And that would give you a better price on your insurance. You were a low risk. Does that make sense? And there were also some more notorious things. We, we used to sometimes uh, people use gender, age, and also ethnicity, um, which is, you know, it's just unbelievable. You know, there's things that the insurance sector would do like if you didn't have a, a British or European driver's license, what did that mean? Um, or, or, you know, if, if um, you only had two years of driving experience in the UK and you didn't have an Anglican sounding name, what does that sound like? You know, what, there are some horrible things that, that have happened in this sector as opposed to captain vessel destination. And then this sector, so we, we feel like we're really trying to have an, a, a strong North Star in everything we do. This sector, as opposed to you know, fundamentally tackling their core costs and, and doing things efficiently, which you must do by being digital, would do things like selling claims. Um, you know, what other supply chain do you just kind of close your eyes to an important part of the process and say, we don't care how this gets executed. We're just selling it off. We think that's wrong. We fundamentally think that's wrong. 
or somebody wants to change their insurance policy that you, 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 uh, you know, or wants a copy of it, you charge them a lot of money. That's wrong. Or, you know, you want to pay on a monthly basis and they charge you like 30, 40% uh, annual interest. It's just fundamentally wrong. That's not who we are about. That is fundamentally, and all of us that decided to found Adiona have said, we are going to do this differently. And it comes from how you price and how you de deliver claims. And quite frankly, the people you recruit and the values you have as a company, and that's what we are all about. And, uh, and that's what drives us. And that's what we're doing differently. Exciting to hear. Where do you think digital insurance is heading in the next year? And what kind of changes do you see coming our way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a very good question. Um, you know, when we started this three or four years ago, there's a debate, is the sector going digital? Well, that, that's past, right? So everyone knows it's going digital. And your listeners can't see me. I'm, a, I'm probably a little bit more mature than some of them, an, an older entrepreneur, so to speak. But I think that's the reason for that is insurance, it's hard, right? It's fundamentally hard. Everybody knows this change. You know, in the payment sector, we've got 30 different startups. You know, the neobanks have just taken off. But insurance, it's been slow. And it's slow for a couple of reasons. One, it's a regulated sector. And, and of course, the regulator is going to be cautious. So there, there's some, some issues. But that, that's, that's an unfair to blame it all on regulatory. The, the challenge is you have to have a lot of things in place, including your tech, your algorithms, your, your maths, all of that stuff before you even get started. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. And you got to figure out you go to go to market. Um, and it's just complex. So it's been slow. It has been slow in InsureTech. There's some visible success stories in the United States, um, uh, some in China, but, but we've been slow in the UK, slow in Europe. So this is coming. Um, now, even actually, I should say, because I know it's a, large, a large, large portion of your audience is the United States. The United States is hard to launch one of these insurance businesses. United States is like 51 different countries because each state has its own regulatory environment. And they, you know, even on claims, you have to have, you know, separate rules for that. So it is really hard. Even some of the best startups have only gotten to about 30 states in the United States. So it is really, really hard. So, but we're all figuring this out of the digital insurers. So it is coming. Um, of course, you've got some, some big insurers that are making some real improvements on digital claims, uh, digital delivery through apps. You know, there's some good work out there and I, I don't want to denigrate any of the uh, incumbents on that. But fundamentally transforming their core systems, you know, behind the screens to being completely digital is hard. It is really, really hard because you have a lot of technical debt. You've got systems and cultures. So this is coming. There, there's no question this is coming. And then some of the, you know, those of us who get there and we're not there yet, there's the really exciting things that you can do when you're completely digital. You know, one is embedded insurance. You may not even know that you're insured. You may, you know, you're going to have to, but it just happens automatically because the whole process has been, uh, has been digitized. That's a very fair way this is, that this could go. It could go that the insurers, um, you know, that insurance comes directly from the car companies. This is why the insurers have to be exceptional in their underwriting and their digital processes, 
because the, the car companies are going to have the data, right? So you could just, you know, and Tesla is doing it for its cars. So you, we're going to have to figure out how to be exceptional underwriters. I think the path to that is, is clearly through a digital path. And, uh, and we have to, uh, all of us have got to execute. And there are different ways of getting there. But we are early, early days of all of this. The Americans call it the first inning. Um, uh, we, um, we are at the start of this, uh, but it is clearly going in this direction. And there is no question we're going to end up with completely digital insurers by the next five to 10 years. It's really exciting. And also it is one of the reasons um, I was quite interested in the work that you do as well, because it's true, we do hear a lot more from neobanks and payments companies in the kind of fintech and startup space. So it is exciting to hear from, from insurance as well. Yeah. Um, other than Adiona, um, what, you know, are there any tools or technologies that you think will make a big impact over the next year? Well, you know, low code, no code, you know, uh, um, reusable component, all of this stuff, AI. I mean, the, 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 the AI stuff is just absolutely amazing, you know, because to do AI properly, you, do, you need models, right? So if, you, if you've got models, you probably have, you have a lot of factors. If you have a lot of factors, you need a lot of computational power. And you need a lot of storage because you just you, you have to turn it on and you know to, to crunch through this. Well, once you do that, you got to save your models, right? Because if you adjust it, so that takes a whole lot bunch of storage. This idea of just rapid turn on adjustment of 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 your compute and storage is just just was unheard of, you know, five years ago. And so this is um, this has uh, um, this is is a a, a change of this, um, and and we and I, I think that's the you know that is the exciting um, uh, part of this. And so you've got to have partners that are flexible. Um, if you're going to use outside technology providers, everything's got to have APIs because it's all got to get connected. Um, but we're all moving in that direction. We're absolutely all moving in that direction. The service providers see this, and um, uh, and we feel really good about the partners we've been working with on this. And uh, it's all been very smooth. And, and obviously, that dramatically removed, uh, reduces the implementation costs of all this. Great. And low code and no code are very interesting, especially in the open yeah. banking space yeah. where people can pull on different technologies. So lastly, do you have any advice for anyone who would like to start a, building a career in insurance or digital banking or the fintech space? Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Um, uh, I, I told you I was born in, in uh, grew up in New Jersey and uh uh, my dad and mom, we, we moved to Geneva when I was in high school. And so my mom really wanted me to fit in to the, we were near Lacklemont. And so I got, I got some sailing lessons when I, when I got there. And the first day, there was just an absolute strong wind. And again, remember, I'm a novice sailor. I'm being taught this. I looked so smart on that, just a absolute steady wind. I was, you know, rolling down that. The next day, the winds were, were in different directions, right? It was just mixed winds. And I capsized the boat, right? So the advice to your listeners is one, pursue something you're interested in, right? Because you, you, if you're gonna be working hard, you wanna be doing something. And, and, and there's so many opportunities to, um, 
So find something that you're interested in. Get behind a strong wind, right? Get behind a really, really strong wind. Work hard, you know, do the right things, get good mentors, but get behind those strong winds. And there are plenty of opportunities right now, not just, um, and I think insurance is, is one to think about. I mean, insurance is about 10% of GDP. It's one of the biggest sectors. It's had no, uh, very little digital transformation. Uh, digital transformation is new jobs for new skill sets. And that's where, where there's just a lot of opportunity. And so um, hopefully some of your listeners will get excited about this sector. People used to not care about insurance. I, I would care about insurance. It's a big sector. It's going through big changes. And we need a lot of different skill sets. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then find good companies to work with. And then it's, uh, you're off to the races. You'll be fine. So true. And it, it can be hard when you're younger as well. That's one of the reasons I, I'm really supportive of younger people kind of coming into the workplace for a few weeks just to see what things are like, um, just because you don't really know what jobs are out there or what you do enjoy. You know, who, who knew what a product manager is or a project manager or what the difference is when you're yeah. kind of younger or where you might fit in? So thank you so much for joining us. Paul. Um, it was an absolute pleasure having you. This was the American Digital Banking Podcast hosted by CPQI. Don't forget to follow us to hear more. Thanks, Deborah.